Calling all units. Calling all units. Donut Shop has a fresh dozen. Go ahead and take a 1040. All right. Ready? We're ready. Ready? Recording? Recording? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone listening in podcast land, watching on YouTube, what is going on? We are back with a with a special episode of the Donut Shop Podcast, and if you can't tell by the screen, this is our first ever uh, Zoom, FaceTime, uh, remote location podcast, and we brought on a banger, a big guy, a big guy. I don't know. I don't know how yeah. tall you are, but that's a is that a size joke? That is a size <laughs> joke. Uh, we brought on none other than uh, you might know him from social media, Mike. The cop, or as we know him down in Miami, Miguelito Oficial <laughs> Miguelito. What is going Miguelito on? Miguelito Policia. That's it. What's up, my brother? Living the dream, my friend. Living the dream. Got uh, got a little teddy behind me. I'm ready to roll. All right. I see him. And uh, Justin here, as always. Sorry, I went straight yeah. to Mike. <laughs> no, of course. Of course. You bring in the clout, and then, and then here we <laughs> Overlooked are. Overlooked <laughs> you. Hey, Justin, step aside. Step yeah. aside. Introducing the new co-host of the show. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, Mike, what's going on, man? I, I saw a post recently. If you don't know, Donut Shop Podcast, we have a lot of uh, police-centric uh, listeners, people that are aspiring to be police officers, uh, people that are police officers, some that are retired, some are just fans. And I saw a post the other day by you, because since I follow you on social media, I don't know who doesn't, um, talking about that it's okay. At, at some point in your career, you, it, you might figure out that it's not, this is not right for you, and it's okay to decide to move on. And there is life after police work. So I basically wanted to base this conversation around that because I think that brought uh, great value, especially around uh, this time, uh, the times that are going on um, around the nation, around police work in general. Uh, I wanted to bring you on and discuss that a little bit because it might be of great value to our listeners, if right, Sir yeah. Justin could agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so with that being said, let's start from the beginning. Let's start from who is... Mike, the cop. Who is this guy that I'm talking to? <laughs> what do you want to know? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I'm not. Don't worry. I'm not a, a defense attorney. Okay. I'm not a public <laughs> defender. You, you, could, you could open up a little bit, but so where? When did you, you start being? You weren't. You were. You all. You you're not were. always Mike the cop. Yeah. 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 So who was Mike before Mike the cop? Did you work any jobs? We, we like to find out who who you were before, and then we lead you through who you are to today. So. What'd yeah, you do man, I, I had a bunch of jobs before uh, I became a cop. I, I didn't start the police thing till I was 33. So I started a little bit later than than a lot of guys do. And so before that, I had a mix of of employment jobs ranging from uh, like loss prevention at a department store, uh, catching thieves to I owned a window washing company to playing professional blackjack. Uh, oh, man, I did, all, hey. I did all sorts of things, uh, just raising a young family, grinding, doing, doing what I had to do. Uh, and then kind of always had the police thing, at, you know, in this little box off to the side, something that I always had kind of wanted to do and explore. My brother was a police officer. So I was like, yeah, man, like I, I saw how he was enjoying it. Like I fit the personality. I'm like, man, that'd be, that'd be really cool if I could do that, but I was never willing to never willing to basically go into that world uh, until uh, I felt like not only I was, I was prepared, but it wasn't going to throw my family off uh, entirely off kilter to do it. So I finally got into that when I was about 33, 33. So prior to that joining, was it like a pay cut? Cause I know a lot of people that have, you said you had a window washing uh, company um, and I had, I have, I was at the academy, teaching at the academy. So I had some people coming through later on, 30s, and they might have had their own uh, business. And sometimes they'd be like, hey, I'm actually taking a pay cut coming to this profession. But it's something that I always wanted to do. I feel like it's my calling. And then I can always get back to the business uh, aspect of it. And, and my business yeah. will always be there. So did you t- kind of take that pay cut going from the private sector and the hustle? Yeah, to- man, I, I emptied my savings uh, essentially to, to do it, um, to go to the police academy, know that I had, I basically had six months 
of living in reserve. And I'm like, all right, if, if there's any time that if I'm going to do this and, and, and know that I I've lived my life with no regrets and I never wanted to look back and go, man, I really wish I would have done that. So I, I, this was being in law enforcement was one of those things that had just always sort of, like I said, had been in the box. Hey, it's time to, it's time to do this and no better time than, than the moment that I did it. And so, yeah, I guess, I guess looking back in hindsight, I, I've never really viewed it that way, but yeah, I definitely like <laughs> if I would have invested that same amount of, uh, of money in Apple products or stock or something yeah. like that, you know, where would I be today? It's probably something I shouldn't think about. I'll get, I'll get bummed out. <laughs> yeah. But you never really lost that uh, entrepreneurship, right? Uh, as you know, you're always looking at, uh, you know, the, the best business play and, um, you know, going through police, at what point? So you started, you, you left stuff behind. You started later on. So you already had life experience. So you knew. You weren't uh, uh, a booger nose coming out of uh, high school. <laughs> you knew. College, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had, you had, you had a family, correct? Yeah. Young yes. family. So you, had, so you had life experience coming through. At one point, did you say, man, maybe I need a little bit more than this? Or did, did the... Did the, the, the excitement run out and then or was it something when you started saying, I, I'm going to do this for a little bit, but eventually I need to get back going and get that that second stream coming in? No, when I started down in my law enforcement career, my goal was to my goal was to finish there. Uh, and I, I guess maybe maybe goal is the wrong word. My uh, the picture I had in my head, I guess yeah. what I, what I anticipated would happen is I would do my 25 years. Um, I don't know that I ruled out the idea of side hustles and, and things like that. I'll, I probably, I probably will always be trying new things, getting my hand in new things. I think it's my personality. Uh, it's what excites me and drives me, you know, makes life exciting is to get involved in different projects. And, And so that's who I am as a person. Um, I had, I had some clear, goals where I wanted my career to go. And for me, uh, I ended up in a place I would probably still be a, a, a cop today if some of those things had unfolded, but life so often doesn't go according to your plan. Sometimes it throws you <laughs> different things your way. Right. Uh, and so a mix of never, ever expecting to have the opportunities that opened up with uh, the Mike, the cop thing. Um, that was that was in my lap. But, but in addition to that, I, I basically had gone down a path where I was trying to get on, on a special team and did the interview process. It was getting farmed out to the feds and I did not get that job. And where I was in my career, I was going to be stuck for the next probably five or six years still on patrol. I had done um, patrol. I had done interdiction. And then I was an FTO. And so I had, I had progressed in my career and I had certain, certain things that I wanted to accomplish if I was, as I was going to stay in law enforcement. And I basically just hit a wall with where I was at. I had was laid off from one department. Again, life throws you things that, that you don't expect. Right. So had to kind of start over at a different one and going through that process. Uh, when I came to the point to where I did not get that that job and knew that I would be stuck for five or six years. Again, going back to sort of like how my personality is, I always need new challenges. I'm always seeking new experiences. And I, I wish that in, in many ways, I wish that could have continued in the law enforcement career, but it just wasn't for me without starting all over again somewhere else. And it just, it just didn't feel right at the time for me or my family to, to make that attempt. So the, I took the opportunities that were in front of me back into the private sector while hopefully continuing to keep encouraging cops with my content and, mm-hmm. and keep educating non-cops with it. Uh, so the Mike the Cop thing doesn't have to die. I can still be an advocate for law enforcement. And in many ways, uh, the project that we're doing now with the 10-7 project keeps me connected to cops in, in really cool ways and is I, I think one of the things that made my content or makes my content um, – relevant to so many people is that I've just kept it real. You know, I've just always been myself. And I think that's been relatable to people. And what's real about me is that I'm no longer active in law enforcement. And I've transitioned back into the private sector and and have new goals and aspirations as a result of that. And I think that's resonating in our culture with a lot of 
uh, officers who are leaving, who are preparing for retirement, who just want to work less overtime, whatever that is. Yeah, I think the, the general, a lot of people seeing what's going on around the nation, uh, you know, that the cops have the target on their backs, uh, whether it be politically or, or literally, uh, people might have second thoughts about the profession. Now, it's a noble profession, not putting it down. I love what I do. Uh, very honorable, uh, res- respectable. However, it could get tough because if you, all you deal with is negativity all day, because anytime someone calls the police, it's for a negative encounter, right. you know, whatever it may be, if you think about it, uh, or it's any time you interact with the police, it's negative. So it's, it's, it's common to get that, that, that thought of, man, am I in the right profession? Or- well, and I, and I think part of, part of the other thing that's always been with me with just kind of finding hobbies and stuff like that is to be able to get your mind and decompress and, and take your mind to a different place than consistently on the job. Because as we've seen even lately, uh, you know, there's difficulties that, that officers run into and, and affect their family life and affect their, you know, their personal mental health. So doing sometimes hobbies or side hustles, get your mind kind of into a different aspect. And, and after a while, maybe that side hustle can start to blossom and grow into something that that can take care of your family. And then you look at it as, all right, is this something that I can move on to? And then maybe the opportunities just grow and, and those sort of things may even grow to be able to take care, take over your law enforcement career. And uh, you just kind of weigh those cost benefits on, on how it goes and what's best for the main thing is your family. Yeah, and and if you have that mentality and, and maybe you figure it out because this police work is not for everybody. At one point, right. you're going to realize, man, uh, this is not what I want to do. You know, this is and – it, and it, that's okay. That is all right if you make that decision. It just – I always say have a plan. Have something set up. Have yeah. something set up so you don't just automatically cut that revenue stream and then all of a sudden now you're trying to figure stuff out when you don't have any income coming in. Mm-hmm. So this is yeah. where I was trying to get Mike on uh, about setting yourself up to take that next step if you're at that point, which is, which is okay. Yeah. I advocate for if you want to become a police officer, the time is now. You can still become a police officer without a doubt. But if it's, you find out that, man, this, is, this job is yeah, it's not for me, let's bring on Mike or even so if we can talk about setting yourself up. Or if you're somebody like in my position, I've got – three years, 11 months left. And I'm looking at, all right, you know, now's the time. I mean, I'm comfortable in what I do and I can, I can finish out like a 20 year career, but I'm going to be 43 when I retire. So, you know, at 20 years, you know, my retirement is good that I think I can take care of myself and my family, but I do want to look at other things because I'll be 43. I don't want to just be at home, you know, uh, Go collect seashells. Yeah, you know, doing, you know, like I'm a go, I'm a, I'm a mover, I'm a shaker. I want to keep doing things. So, you know, what am I going to look at? You know, and so those are those sort of things too. Is is maybe if you're not leaving early, but you're leaving on time, but you still got time left in life, and you don't want to be, you know, done being a productive member of society either. So I'm gonna, I'm just gonna really, really quick shout shout down these bullet points of, of this post which which led me to be like hey I need to get I need to get Mike on see if he'll he'll come on uh, lies cops tell themselves when they're ready to leave police uh, leave policing okay I'm just gonna shout you want to do it Mike or you, you know it off a hand you want me to do it for I, you? I don't have that uh, written up in front of me so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna at it I'm gonna read it for you <laughs> to quote Mike okay uh, no just real quick I, I wouldn't be good at anything else uh, chances are, if you thrived in law enforcement, you could be successful at anything you wanted to do. So that was that was one. I don't know if you you wrote it or maybe you had. Uh, no, my uh, my good friend and business partner Chris Fisher, also a former cop, uh, wrote those words. I, I adapted him a little bit because he had a lot more he had a lot more swears in him. And I'm trying to, trying to <laughs> I was trying to be good and not get kicked off of Facebook again. I've spent yeah. I've spent enough time banned on Facebook yeah. <laughs> in Facebook jail. Yeah, man, he's a fugitive from Facebook. Okay, so uh, it. This is it's all I know, meaning police work. It's all I know. Uh, Career law enforcement officers have experience in a myriad of areas, sales, customer service. And that's absolutely true. A lot of of hats. You wear a lot of hats. Uh, I make too much to leave, uh, which is crazy talk. So these are all the things that you're that you might hear uh, preventing you from taking that leap of faith. Okay, the benefits are too good, too good. 
All right, and I'm going to let Mike go and just I got him, I'm warming up his brain here to, to go down <laughs> all this stuff. Uh, I make too much leave, crazy talk. The benefits are too good. I'm too close to retirement, the life expectancy of police officers. I'm not going to read that part. I'll let you, you touch on that. Um, so it's a calling, meaning that uh, there, there's no substitute, subset of a calling. Quitting is for cowards. I'll never be happy doing anything else. And then you did curse, but you put a little asterisk there. You put bull <laughs> asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm going to stop there and, and let you kind of explain a little bit about that stuff and maybe give some motivational words uh, to our audience that might be thinking about this. Uh, I wouldn't be good at anything else. Like, what do you, what yeah, do you- I mean, I, I think that I think they're looking at things the wrong way because being a cop, I, I would, in one sense, the inverse of that is you're good at everything. <laughs> you're good at anything else Absolutely. because you're getting put in so many different situations. You, you have situations where you have to think quickly. You're put in situations where you get to think slowly and methodically. I mean, you, you have the range of experiences all under, uh, all under stress, all under the confines of we don't have, we, we have to get this, uh, this situation resolved. Uh, we need to investigate further. What, all these different varieties of things that come to you um, make you good at anything. It really sets you up for whatever it is that you want to do. You know, I've, I've found that, uh, especially, you know, e-commerce or something like that, or retail sales as it's, I would say is its own animal, but anything that involves serving other people, helping other people, providing a, a service to someone, you, you are, you have all of the skills that you have sharpened as a police officer at your disposal to be good at anything that you would want to do, really. Right. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I, I agree. And 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 I talk to people a lot about that. You know, when even when they're getting into the career and and they're maybe looking for uh, you know experience and all that kind of stuff, and they're like they're like, what should I do getting out of high school? And it's like, go get the retail experience, the, you know, because those are basic stressors in some of that stuff that I feel like a police officer in retirement can handle better, you know? So if you get yeah. the basic build up while doing it, you can get into it and then finish it out later. Is there, is there, because this, this goes with what you said about it's, it's um, too close to retirement. I think, is there a mark for that? Cause I, I kind of, I'm kind of there right now. I'm like, man, I'm already here. By the time I set myself up, it'll be three years from now, which will put me like two years away from where I'm supposed to be to retire. So continue the side hustle and then just wait it out. Because I'm kind of where that it's, it, I'm too close to retirement. So you think there is a mark, maybe? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's obviously got to be a, a, an individual like decision yeah. uh, where that's at. But I think it's about being honest with yourself. Like some people are going to use that idea. Well, I'm so close to retirement as an excuse to take to be in to, to not take action, I guess. Yeah. Um, and only you're going to know whether or not you're lying to yourself uh, or whether that's a legitimate part uh, of a really good plan. Right. Like, yeah. man, this is solid. If, if I've got, you know, 18 months left or two years left or three years left. I'm going to really begin to sharpen uh, my skills in this area. Uh, this is this is the, the sort of like niche that I'm going to pursue outside of uh, of law enforcement when I retire. And you begin to sharpen those skills and you begin to do things on the side as a hustle uh, and prepare yourself for that so that so that there is a true transition, not an end to one thing and a gap and the beginning of a new thing. Yeah. Then then great. Then do that formulate a plan that is honest but a lot of guys are lying to themselves you know i was one of the guys like i had people thinking i was absolutely nuts for leaving i i I had another year and a half until i was vested at my full-time gig now i stayed in law enforcement was working part-time jobs you know weekends and stuff like that uh when i left full-time so i continued you know continued to stay in law enforcement i just wasn't working as many hours and People thought I was nuts, but I'm like, listen, do the math. My, I'm going to get 70% of my best 
my my best three years on patrol with no Rollins in my tier. So patrol topped out at like $56,000 a year where I, I'm like, yeah. so you're telling me 70% of that is the best that I'm going to do 20 years from now. Yeah. What, what, what is $35,000 a year going to mean to me in the year, you know, 2050, <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like that's nothing. It's yeah. nothing. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm missing so many opportunities to advance myself for the sake of my family, for my friends. You know, I have a goal of creating multi-generational wealth for my family. Policing isn't going to do that. It will not do that, period. If your goal is to create lasting wealth for your family, you should have been out of police. You should never get into policing. (laughs) You're an idiot, right? Like someone needs to slap you in the face and bring you to reality. But all that said is we got to be honest with ourselves, right? Like, Don't, if you're using, if you're using, I'm so close to retirement as an excuse for inaction, for something that's better for you and your family, just because you know, it's going to be a harder path for a while. Well, that's on you, you know? Yeah. So would you recommend getting that side hustle up to par with what you're making, or at least close to where, man, I could take a hit. I can, I can make 80% of what my salary is because I know eventually in a year from now I'll be making 200% of what my salary is if I stay the course and hustle. Is there a point where your side hustle you're making X amount of dollars compared to what you're making salary at the department where you recommend or would you say or again individual basis depending upon family and things that you have going on at the house? I mean, I think that everybody's going to have to come up with their own plan. Um, I'm a big fan of burning the boats, man. Uh, that sometimes we get so we get too comfortable, and we try to figure out how to how to grow while staying comfortable. And those two things don't work together. No, uh, it, it just it just does not work. It's like when the kids are growing up, you can try to keep them safe as you can, whatever, right? But you know, to grow up. To, to really learn new skills or whatever, you're going to get bumps and bruises, man. You're going to break a couple of bones. It's going to happen. You, and we try to keep ourselves comfortable while telling ourselves that we also want to have a life for ourselves that, we, that we've never achieved before. And those two things don't go together. So I do recommend to, to people when I have these conversations, like uh, especially like in the real estate space, like when, when is a good time to know that I should go full time in, in real estate? I tell people a great rule of thumb is to have about six months of living in reserve. Uh, that, that's, that's me. But if I didn't have a family, I would do even crazier shit. Oh, yeah. Like I, I would, I would take even bigger risks and maybe I'm preaching to myself here. Maybe I should do that whether I have a family or not big risk because I'm setting an example for my sons and my daughters, right? Are they going to learn to take risks? Are they going to learn to step out and be bold? Or are they going to learn to try to be as comfortable as possible in this life and, and accomplish less? So it's a little bit of a dance, of course, but I think again, it's that honesty with yourself and no one can give you that. I won't know. Yeah. You know, some, some people I would say, dude, you should, you should cut ties and do it right now. Well, I've only got two weeks to living, do it, yeah. you know, be bold, figure it out. There's nothing like necessity to drive you to action. Right. So it, it's about being honest with yourself. Yeah. That's what they say. The, the most, the most dangerous line, right. Is the one that's backed against the wall or what is the sickest one. One's about to die. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's not what they say. <laughs> Let, let's, let's take a quick with, break. With that being said, we, yeah, we're going to take a quick break. We have commercial slots. Huh? You like that, Mike? Oh, my. Yeah, wow. yeah. Nice. we have commercial slots. We have no commercials, but we have the slots for them. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll take uh, a two-minute break. And we'll be right back. What's in the cup? Guys, what's in my cup? Blackout Coffee Company. We joined up with them. I've been drinking it and I enjoy it. And I think you may enjoy it as well. So you can go over to our website and click the link, or you can just go to their website, blackoutcoffee.com and use our coupon code to get 10% off. The code is DSP10. So go over, check it out. Are you a police officer? Are you an investigator? Well, it is time to take your investigation to a whole new level and let's get some of those cases closed i'm talking about the one and only cit criminal investigation training group guys freddie and his team can come to your police department and bring their training courses such as interview and interrogation 
advanced interview and interrogation, crime scene analysis, homicide investigations, criminal law, case preparation and court presentation, and much, much more. If you'd like to find out more information, please contact Freddie Ponce, Detective Freddie Ponce. Yes, you've seen him on the first 48 at contact at freddyponce.com. Or you can check out www.criminalinvestigationtraininggroup.com. All right, let's get back to the show. We're back from commercial. How'd you like that commercial, Mike? It was excellent. A hell of my attention. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Let's let's because I know you have uh, some engagements after this that you have to get to. Um, let's get into that post, right? And and basically, you were telling everybody stop with the excuses. Okay, everyone's got an excuse, uh, but let me help you out. This this may help you. So you talk about uh, a little bit about what you've been going on with um, the post itself about the ten seven project, correct? Yeah, yeah. So what ten seven because we do, we do Q codes down here. Do you know what ten seven means? Off duty. Off duty for us. So for, for us in Broward. Yeah, I I've, I didn't use ten codes in my career. My I didn't either. My buddy Chris came up with this. I, I understand what it means, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so can you uh, explain a little bit, guys? If you're listening and you're you're like, man, I need I need some help. He's about to help you. You're about to get the medicine. Here it is, Mike. Tell us what, what's this about. Yeah, man, our, our, our mission is super, super simple. Uh, it started, started with 1,000 1, cops. We've upped it to 10,000 first responders. We want to help them uh, supplement or replace their income. Uh, our, our niche is through residential real estate, like literally getting your real estate license and helping other people um, in, in the home buying or selling process. Like that's, that's the focus that we are, although we have plenty of people who come into the launch group realize maybe this isn't for me and they've gone off to do other projects. Uh, that's great too. You know, uh, this, this may not be for everyone. This is just uh, what, where we're spending our time and energy right now. And that, it's, it's that simple. And what happens when people reach out is we put them in a launch group and we've, we've literally laid out the steps A, a to Z. There's, there's nothing that is, is a next step for you in this process that we haven't already walked. And so we, we've kind of carved out a path and we just identify those steps for you and everyone has to be able to put in the work. It's, it's not, it's very simple. It's not easy because like anything worthwhile is always a challenge for the individual, uh, you know, walking that path, but we, but the path is laid out. You don't have to, you don't have to cut it or figure it out. We've done that for you because that's our experience, right? Myself and my business partner, Chris, uh, we're both former cops. We both went into real estate. We were both able to develop successful businesses as a result of, uh, of what we sort of figured out. And we're basically just sharing our experiences and knowledge with people for absolutely free. We take, we charge nothing. We don't do coaching and consulting fees. It's nothing. And people think that that's too good to be true, but we're saying, no, we're, we're helping our brothers and sisters, you know, make this transition. This is, this is one of the ways in which we're giving back and, and helping the law enforcement community. Uh, we, we, we don't take a dime for it and we just pour into people and add value to their lives. And we're not salesy about it. We're just, we're, this is what we're doing. You know, we've dug out a well and people want to come get water. Come on. Nice. That's awesome. I mean, that's, that's what my partner at work, he's, he's been a real estate agent for probably the last four years, you know, and it's just, you know, it kind of comes and goes in waves and stuff for, for him. Uh, but you know, and of course he's got to measure it with his current job assignments and stuff, but it, it, it works well for him and it supplements that income. And it's definitely something that he, you know, if he needed to hang up his hat tomorrow, he, he could. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, uh, it's a good, good skill to have. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of tools that are going to be in that bag that, like you said, if it's not for you, you can use that, those tools in another place and, and figure something out. Uh, shout out to officer Rob, um, uh, OG when it comes to YouTuber used to vlog back in the day he reached out to me when I had mentioned something on your post because he follows you he's like dude I'm, I'm gonna sign up for it or or I'm gonna check that out because I'm looking I'm looking to get out he's out in uh well he's gonna get mad because I'm gonna say his department but he's LAPD <laughs> yeah. he's out in LAPD so you, you could imagine what he's dealing with over there um yeah he's at the end of his end of his career and he's doesn't think that he can make it that far. So, Rob, if I'm putting out your information, my bad dog, my bad. <laughs> but uh, he is—he is an OG on the on the YouTube's for sure. Little the, moto vlogs. Yeah, baby. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, where I'm listening, 
I'm like, man, that sounds great. Where do I go, man? Tell me, tell me, where do I go? Where do I got, where do I got to go for this? Uh, it's 107project.com. The, the 10 is spelled out and the seven is the number. All right. We'll and put, we'll so put yeah, 107project.com. And it, it just prompts you through. There's a bunch of, there's a page with frequently asked questions. You can just get into the launch group. Like I said, we're not selling anything. So there's yeah. no, there's no, I know a lot of people in our culture, we always think someone's trying to sell us yep. yeah. and we're, we're really, we're really, we really have nothing to sell. Nothing. It's there's no, there's no product. There's no course. There's no nothing. It's, it's information and encouragement and motivation. And, and if you get into the launch group and you realize it's not for you and you want to do something else, awesome. We, you know, we encourage you if, if you go through, uh, get your license and, and feel like we added value, but you don't want to join us in our project with our, our real estate brokerage or whatever you want to go do your own thing with your brother or your cousin, do whatever else. God bless you, man. Like all, all we're looking for is, is cops to, to own that transition and see success. Um, instead of the typical retired cop who goes back and gets another stupid job at the courthouse or a dumb job in security and then offs themselves four years into retirement or dies from a heart attack and sitting around eating pork rinds and being a lazy piece of shit because their whole identity was wrapped up in that job. And we, we have to we have to kill that mindset. Oh, it right. got real. It got real. No, but it's I okay. Mean, we we can curse. We we play by the Avengers rules. Sorry, sorry, sorry. If it, fl- I, I, if it flies in Avengers, time, if so it flies in I Avengers, be, I try to remember. It's all right. You could say you could yeah, say shit. But language. He, he. I mean, he brings. I up love good, Jesus, but I say the f word a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he brings up a good point. Is just uh, you know remembering that it that it's can't it doesn't have to be your identity. And uh, you know, I've been told off duty. You know, like oh, I didn't think you were a cop. You don't walk like a cop. And I was like. There's a cop walk, I guess. I guess there, there is a cop is. walk, but uh, <laughs> oh, I don't yeah, even think is. about it that way because I don't walk that way. You know, I, I look like some, you know, college kid or something like that. Or my wife says horny teenager, which is why I had to ditch the, uh, <laughs> I had to ditch the cargo shorts and, and start wearing it's an normal interesting shorts. description. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, I mean, I am, you know, yeah. I'm a horny thirty year old, thirty nine year old, but so, uh, you know, it, it is because that is part of the reason why the 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 life expectancy post career whether you leave early or you finish retirement is so short and and it's it's awesome to kind of try and push that out further and give give officers retired officers the ability to to just dive into the psych psycho psychology behind that it's it's tough because you go through a transition when you're not a police officer because you're you're civilian you go into the academy, and they're like, you have to stop all that civilian stuff and think like a police officer. Because in a sense, you do, because you have to look for warning signs, some officer safety issues. But I always told the recruits that came through the academy, is like, don't let go of who you are. I, I did for two or three years, and then I realized, hey, man, I'm, I still like to entertain. I still like to uh, um, tell jokes, uh, do comedy, uh, make videos. I'm not going to let that go just because I'm a police officer. Some people don't have that, that mentorship or that, that, uh, epiphany where they go, Hey, I'm, I'm also me. I'm not just a cop. And then they hold on to it all their lives. All they know. It's good. It's good. It's cool. It's good. But sometimes you gotta be something else. Cause that's, that ride's going to end. And it's going to shut down, and you're going to go, hey, I want to get back on that ride. And I'm like, no, you, you got to move on. And now you're, you're wandering around. So, so to go back to what we were talking about before, about maybe finding that point where it's like, man, I want to, I want to go, just advice would be to set yourself up. Um, and some things is start, starting to explore options, and one of them being going over to Mike's uh, 10-7 Project and his, his partner there, just exploring that. Again, that might not be the thing, but it might get the wheels turning. To where you go, you know what? Yeah, this is this is motivating me to to start that business or to take that next step, and and you know you want to do it like he says to better yourself, to better his brothers, better his sisters, and I think it's a, it's a really good thing that you're doing. Just want to know why you need my credit card in the first page to ask me for my credit card information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, don't give out Please your confirm the last four of your social. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you want access to my camera, Mike? What's going on here? <laughs> What's going on here, man? So um, any regrets? Any regrets? I mean, you know, any, no regrets? Yeah, any, yeah, yeah. Any regrets looking back at the career, you know, going through the law enforcement? Do you wish it didn't, that you could do both? And it didn't end, and you have the best of both worlds. 
And, you know, what was some of the weighing, like, uh, it's just I can't deal with it. Was society the way everything is now in the news, politically? Give me some of the motivations that you were like, I got to go. And if there's any regrets, I know I, I gave you like three questions in one. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, bro. No, uh, no regrets at all. I, I also, you know, I don't regret going into law enforcement. I don't regret that time in my life. Uh, I, I grew a ton. Lear- you know, I mean, it, it, it was a piece of shaping who I am today. Right. So, I mean, like I, I love the experience that I had on law enforcement. I'm so glad that I can, like I said earlier, I can look back and know that it wasn't just something that I always wished I did and never tried. Right. I did it. Yeah. And so that, that makes me really uh, proud of, of that fact. So I, I loved the career that I had in law enforcement. I, I love uh, so many people in my life as a result of that and and the doors that that aspect of my life opened up um for me beyond just the the 12 hour shifts right like it it did a lot for me so no no regrets there uh i don't know that uh i would fit anymore (laughs) uh the the, i i had a, a i had a really great opportunity with the admin that i had at the time and uh, the current admin at those places would not be as kind to me or my desires or practices on social media yeah. as as the ones in the past were. So, yeah, I mean, in the that's I love the job so much that that's why I stayed doing it part time because it wasn't for money. It was just to be to be in that world still um, and to be able to in my in my own for my own self know I'm doing something that I believe matters and is valuable to society. And I have a piece of that. And that's why I continue to do it and give up sleep on the weekends, you know, to, to work that part-time gig and, and do those things. But once the shift there, there was a definite shift in culture where as things progressed for me in business, I was like, it's not worth, I'm not afraid of the, I'm not afraid of the guy that I'm going to pull over. I'm afraid of the guy that's above me in rank. Um, and there's, there's a lot of nonsense that goes on in police administration. That's another topic for another day, right? Like, what would we change about the job? Um, but yeah, s- s- culturally for me, I, I wasn't going to be enforcing mandates. I wasn't going to be doing that stuff. And so for me, I, and I didn't want to be the next, next example. I didn't work my ass off and transition out of a full-time job to have a business that was succeeding, to have it ripped from me or my family over doing my job on, on the next traffic stop. You know, so for me, it was a it was a reward uh, analysis, cost analysis of how much is is doing this job worth it anymore for me. There's too much um, on the line. What I had going on in my life. There's too much on the line for you, for you to you have something good going on. uh, You're able to connect to people through social media, and for all of a sudden for it to get tarnished because something happened out there, some some hiccup, and now it's like oh now you have this blip in your career something hanging over your head i get i kind of get what it is especially because you're you're also opinionated online as well you're not just uh yeah you're not just uh um, uh, you know i'm just gonna stay kind of stay here i'm not gonna talk about that i'm not gonna talk about this i'm just staying here and just watch me and you're like no no let's let's talk about this and this is why this is this way so i could see how some admin are probably like Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God, dude. The mayor's gonna yeah. freak out when he sees this. Or some politician right. that, that works in our in our area is gonna freak out. This guy works for yep. you? Silence him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I get it. Uh kudos to you, my brother. Um thanks for thanks for coming on. Um I don't I, yeah. I got more, but we're coming up to the end. Uh, we promise to get Mike back on if Mike is willing. What are some of these? What are some of these questions that people wanted to ask? Well, they had some questions like uh, one one guy from Run Disney Dad. Uh, we'd like to shout out the handles. Uh, he asked, "Hey, how did you and Officer Daniels meet?" Oh, that, I guess Officer Daniels is a guy. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so supposedly. So what, what's uh, the story behind that? He, if you want to uh, a couple of these out. Officer Daniels is actually one of the, I mean, he is the OG of any kind of like cop comedy stuff. Like there was nobody doing it before him. Like my kids were bringing me his vines. Like, look at this dude, you know, laughing. We were, I was laughing with guys on shifts long before I ever started making videos, looking at his stuff. And 
uh, once I started making a few videos, uh, he actually reached out to me. And I, as it turns out, looking back, he reached out to a lot of early content creators in the police space, just saying, hey, just to make a connection and just to encourage them. Yeah. Um, solid, solid dude. Uh, one of my very best friends. And he reached out to me and just started that relationship and and has never, you know, it's never been about what what can you do for me? If you can help me, I'll help you. He just has always been um, someone pouring into people doing good things out there for the law enforcement space. And so, yeah, he reached out on Instagram and uh, I fangirl. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. He's That's, I met the two of them at uh, the humanizing the badge tent in uh, DC at police week in tent city uh, met you guys uh, took pics and stuff. So that, that was cool. Awesome. Um, Cause yeah, of course like my fangirl was just being the, that, that let's be firefighters video is probably of course one of the most viral videos as far as <laughs> cop comedy and stuff it's just it's just funny <laughs> let's be fair yeah, he's awesome <laughs> that thing was hilarious daniel's good dude uh solid like you said and uh and you know when you meet people the first time you're like what what are they about what what are they about and he's just I, my radar is just picking up a, a genuine good dude with him every time right. yep. I, I call him he picks up we talk and it's just cool conversation, and I ask him a little about this and that, and he gives me some advice, and then we move on, and that's it. And very, very humble, good dude. So shout out to Daniels. All right, so Mike's good dude, too. You're good dude, Mike. I'm just mean. Yeah. People think, uh, <laughs> they don't like to hear. People are like, he's an asshole. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, you're not wrong. But, yeah. <laughs> but hey, it works, right? It works. It stirs up the comment section. Yeah, Arise, baby blue. Uh, says, hey, what's the starting salary at his department? <laughs> I think, <laughs> whose I, department? <laughs> uh, exactly. I think he just wants. I think he wants out, and he's looking forward to the the conversation. Maybe he's not happy where he is, or they are. You know, I don't know who that is. It's a small profile picture, but um, what? So let's just piggyback. Do you want to say the agency name that you worked at, or how about the state or the area? Oh, I'm in Michigan, Metro Detroit. Yeah. I- I don't, I, I keep, I keep the departments out just because in, just in case anybody that's been in my videos is still on the job. And right. there's been some attempts, there's been some attempts with admin to get past cops that are still on the job in trouble for past content that they've appeared in the mine. Yeah. So uh, that's, I don't care if people know where I work cause I, I don't even work there anymore. So you, you can go there. Yeah, but, but it's, uh, the right thing. it's the right thing to do. Uh, yeah. Just, just to, just to make sure that I cover those dudes. I mean, I, I, these questions are, pretty much based about what we we kind of spoke about but advise on making the most of your life when the dream vision or version seems impossible or at least very far off so meaning you thought you thought police work was one way you got there and you're like oh damn <laughs> it's not this so how do you make the best of it I, I don't know that's a very deep question i don't know if you got yeah man i i think to simplify it you just got to take ownership of your life you got to decide what you want to, what do you want out of life? You know, yeah. I, I really think if, if I had to, if, if my son was coming to me, asking me the same question, I'd tell him, get a piece of paper, get a pen and write down these four things, your physical life, your relationships, your key relationships in life, uh, your mind and your spirit. And lastly, I would write down your, your professional goals, you know, business, finance, career, whatever, however you want to do that. What do you want in these places? What do you want in these areas? And then ask yourself, okay, what's the, what's the next best step I can take toward those things? And then go do that. You know, um, you, we, we just take ownership of your life. We, have, we live in a culture where we're told, uh, be good, be nice, go to college, get your degree, get your job, get a nice pension or 401k, have two and a half kids, have a fence, uh, uh, live in, live in this neighborhood, uh, make sure you have your Netflix subscription and all this other stuff. We have a story that the culture is trying to write for us, write your own. I almost, I almost said a bunch of swear words. I'm doing good. Yeah. <laughs> write your own story. Yeah, you can write your it. own story. Yeah. Like don't, don't live the way other people decide for you. Do, do what it is that you're called and you're driven to do and, and take the risk to do it. That's I love it. Great advice. I love it. Mike, the motivator. Let's change it. You were mentioning, <laughs> you were mentioning uh, to wrap it up, you were mentioning that uh, maybe you might be, might be 
leaving in a grand exodus and saying, follow me, follow me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't know. I, I don't phone. even know what that looks like. But yeah, yeah. I'm I'm uh, I'm really tired. Uh, we talked we talked earlier about being a person of principle. I'm asking myself that question. What does it look like as someone who has been is been more than knee deep in social media for years? What does it look like to live by principle and not continue to cave to big tech? Um, you know, for the app, for the average Facebook user, they don't really see these problems. But for someone who has literally built um, their entire business structures, you know, dependent and interwoven with social media, uh, it's it's a, it's the biggest question on my mind is how to transition from where I'm at to where I where I want to be. And I don't I don't know what that looks like, but we'll, we'll see what the future of Mike the Cop is. I always just want to keep it real. So I'll, I'll be starting something soon where I open up a new Instagram account um, that's more personal, that's not cop related, that's more uh, here's my real life, here's, here's what I'm doing day to day. And if people are interested in that, great. If not, also cool. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, I, don't, I don't know. I don't care. Do you feel like once you get on their, their radar, the social media like Facebook, um, uh, YouTube, once you get on their radar, they're kind of now like, just like trying to just pick – at you and say, oh, he said that, uh, banned. Or he said this, uh, 30 days, 90 days. Uh, because I, I know you see smaller accounts that, that fly under the radar with some horrendous stuff. And like, how, how's, how's that? Good? Oh, there's, yeah, there's and some this. major accounts with horrendous stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've always, you know, me and Daniels will say, like, I swear, I swear there is a person assigned to me. There is a person <laughs> yeah. assigned to me at Facebook and they just like, get a notification when I post and it's like, it's, it's very instant. And I just had a, an hour long conversation online with Facebook the other day because they, I don't know, did something. And I, I, I went on their support and I'm talking through and I, I requested a manual review of something. And the, the manual review, it says after been manual, it was automatic. It happened like, boom, after manual review, we've determined. I'm like, no one could have possibly, yeah. the video is two <laughs> minutes long. You couldn't have possibly manually reviewed it because you, it, this happened in 10 seconds. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. you're lying. Like some, some, well, it's all we can do. I'm like, no, it's, you can actually manually review it. Like I'm talking to you. Why don't you review it? Like while I, while I'm on chat with yeah. you, I'll keep so you on it, this game. Yeah. I, I, I see it and it's tough. And, and, creating content on YouTube and creating content, you have to figure, you try to like do different words or say different angles, but you're trying to talk about the same subject, but in a sense you're dancing around to be like, Hey, I don't want to put this in my video. Cause I know it's going to get crushed by the algorithms, but how do I talk about this without saying exactly what it is? So I, I want to start a trend like on, uh, on TikTok or something, or we, we call it nugs instead of guns. Uh-huh. Call it n- nugs, <laughs> right? And then make that known. So it'd be like my nug review. You know what I mean? Nugs review. We should start a trend yeah. like that and start coming up with code words yeah. that like yeah. you know what I mean to <laughs> right, beat right. the system. You gotta beat the system. I and I get you're tired of it. Like I'm tired. Of, I just want to create my own system. Yeah, and I but I don't think the solution either is to just jump to these other. There, there's a lot of platforms that are emerging, especially they they tend to become just echo chambers, you know, oh, yeah. and, and I, I set out to do this to help communicate truth in a way that can change people's minds, you know, change perceptions. And to some degree, people don't see the DMS and the conversations and the meetings and the, and all that stuff of people who there are, there are people who, because of content like that you have put out even Nick, like with opening up, opening up a window into the day-to-day life of police officers and stuff. And, and I'm sure you've heard this. You inspired me to become a police officer. I I was on the fence about this, or I was, I I have had problems with the police, but seeing how you're showing this has opened, opened something in me that says, I want to go make a difference. And so uh, you don't show that all the time, or we don't see that all the time. People don't hear that, but I also don't want to be an, I I don't want to just leave Facebook and Instagram to go be an echo chamber and just all pat ourselves on the back for all thinking the same. That's true. Uh, I like the challenge of communicating to people. And, and I like being challenged by people who think differently than me. You know, 
that's also valuable as well. That's a, it's you're absolutely correct because if if you go follow me, everyone who's gonna go yep 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 all day with you. And if you're not and if you're not challenged in a conversation, I mean that's the biggest thing about conversations. I yeah. did it over the holidays. Tried to have a conversation with my brother, and it's just he wasn't having a conversation. I was like, there's no way either of us can learn if we're not <laughs> having a conversation. Well, that, that, you know, because over text and all that kind of stuff, it just doesn't work. And that's where you he's, know he's getting the same thing with social media. Into the problem is. You want to have that conversation. However, the big brothers are not allowing you to have that conversation. Right. It's, it's, it's this illusion of, of community safety and guidelines. It's like, oh, in other words, every, everybody's opinion is allowed unless it disagrees with ours. Then it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, like, yeah. well, this is the opposite of what you're saying you're trying to do. It's, I mean, and everybody sees it, but it sucks. Know, it's that, private, that private entity, that private third party Facebook is a, it, it runs into problems with people like this is my free speech at the same time this is a this is a company so people need to realize that yeah and it sucks that they had that power yeah. uh but and we're so we're so stuck on it <laughs> we, need, <laughs> we need that main vein we need yeah. the line of it yeah any any hoot uh, i know we are now six minutes over our time and i hate to keep you but i am glad that you joined us and my bad, our bad on the technical difficulties to begin the show. However, you're here. It happened. It's in the past. It happens, man. Yeah. Look, I, I, I said sorry and forgave ourselves without you saying anything. <laughs> well, anyways, yeah, thank you very much, man. Thank if, you. If you guys don't follow uh, Mike the Cop, what are you doing? No, um, it's Mike the Cop. Come on. Everyone knows Mike. So thanks. his handles on the screen. Yeah. Thanks again for, for joining <laughs> us. Looking forward to future conversations with you, my brother. And uh, I guess I would say be safe and, and any any final final drive it home to those listening, uh, the aspiring police and the, the current police. Now, you got eight minutes. Whoever is <laughs> listening, go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening and drop a rating or review for these guys and help them grow. There that's you it. Go. Man. That, that's what I'm Thank talking you very about. much. Thank you. Thank you for that. And uh, we'll see you soon. All right, boys. All right, we would normally cheers. We got to get this virtual cheers thing down. There he goes. <laughs> oh, and and what about uh, the podcast? Your podcast. Fail- oh yeah, failure to stop. Uh, there failure you go. to stop. Yeah, the failure to stop podcast. If you look that up, you should be able to find it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll be. Right now, we usually do lives uh, on Tuesdays at eight p.m. Eastern and Fridays eleven a.m. Eastern, and the audio comes out uh, same day or next day uh, on those shows. And it's gener- yeah. gen- generally the same same. More or less the same stuff talking about on the podcast. Yeah, but yeah, we have a variety. You know, we have we cover you know law enforcement meets culture. So we have episodes where we cover news articles. We have episodes where we break down current or former major cases from a cop perspective. We bring on guests and we chat with them. Uh, we do something funny called well, fun for us anyway, called night shift. You know how like guys go car to car and just talk about crazy nonsense. Yes. Oh, yeah. We'll pick a topic, do call in, and it's kind of like we're trying to just. Uh, smoke and joke for a little bit, and and hopefully uh, people nice. listen to it on shift nice. during those times, and we inspire some conversation. Yeah. That's uh, that's good. I like I like that that you have some kind of um, uh, like running theme with it. The donut shop was that sitting in a donut shop. We might talk to a cop. We might talk to a businessman. We talk whoever comes in. Have that little spark up that conversation. You know, we're cops. We love donuts, so they say. Mm-hmm. Um, so great. Well, Mike, thanks again. Jay, anything? No, appreciate you, man. Good um, to see you. All right, my brother. Be safe. Thanks, guys. See ya. All right. All right. Later. Calling all units. Calling all units. Donut Shop has a fresh dozen. Go ahead and take a 1040.